any way you want it. These guys will get it. Tell them what you need. Welcome to Commercial Corner with Paul Revel and Vicky Betts. Tell them what you need and they'll get it any way you want it. of Commercial Corner. Um, obviously, being a, uh, a liberal lefty snowflake working at a university, I have to call it a seasonal, festive, multi-faith, non-denominational winter festival episode. Um, but as we all know, it's the Christmas episode. We've made it to the end of the year, and it's that time where campus is absolutely deserted, because the minute students have finished their lectures, they scamper and two minutes after they finish their lectures, the academics scamper, which leaves a, a skeleton crew of, of professional services staff like us loitering around campus till eventually we switch off the fairy lights and then uh, we, uh, we head home for our own uh, Christmas breaks. Um, how are you, Vicky? I'm very well, thank you. Looking forward to the break. Mm-hmm. Well, normally, normally, um, the, the format is we, we'd have a think about things what we has been buying lately. But I thought since it's, it's the end of the year and feeling a bit retrospective, maybe we'd look back at the, the year that's been mm-hmm. about what we've been buying over the last 12 months. Okay. So um, I had a, a rubbish in the archives. And uh, so at the start of the year, um, we were just wrapping up a bunch of work that had been begun in the previous December. So I think last month we were talking about how there's always this, this last minute rush to try and get things through the door in the December. Lo and behold, it rolls over to the January. So the January, it's not so much as a slow start. It's, it's, it's a, that mop-up, isn't it, of everything that we couldn't get through in December. Absolutely. So at the time, uh, we've been tendering for offline and online marketing. Yes. Which I think you've done most of the tender for that, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's something that, again, some sometimes colleagues don't like to see universities as businesses, but we are. So yeah. we have to be able to go out and, and market our courses. And I think that was the first one that I'd done as different lots. Mm. So we had some suppliers doing both lots, some just doing others. So that was an interesting one from my point of view to see how how we handled that and dealt with the scoring and, uh-huh. and all that side of things. Yeah, in the past we'd, we'd had uh, two separate suppliers. Yes. One that did the, uh, the, the online, one that did the offline. Because the, the kind of places we recruit from, um, we, we do do a lot of regional recruitment. So that will be things like uh, bus shelters and train station, yes. physical things mm-hmm. with, with our branding on. Um, but uh, we do a lot more digital online stuff. So the thing that always um, uh, surprises me is when you, you get a, a senior uh, exec who says, "Well, I've, I've listened to I've listened to that that Spotify, and I didn't hear any of our adverts." And it's only when you explain that the way that algorithms work, it, it knows your user profile, so it knows you're not a seventeen-year-old looking for a university course, so it won't play those adverts to exactly. you, and, yeah. and it just goes over their head unless it's on the side of a bus. Mm. They don't really follow marketing sometimes. Whereas my daughter is fed up of hearing the Oxenshire adverts because she's just that age mm. now. <laughs> I, I get um, a lot of adverts for Hull University mm. for some reason. So s- something in my profile makes them think I, I want to uh, to go and study there. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Um, also, January, uh, we had our first 
uh, quarterly session with the uh, with the EDI team. So for, for those that are, are um, on uh, acronym check, that's the Equality, Diversity and Inclusion. Yeah. Which uh, some people might not necessarily tie to procurement. No, but we were looking at ways to make our bids more inclusive, that we could get more suppliers uh, bidding. Mm -hmm. So that was a great place to start with Mariah to, to hear of her side of things and to get a bit more involved and to involve her in the work that we're doing. Mm. Yeah, so uh, she runs the um, EDI uh, team for the university. So uh, some things that we might put into a tender... Um, might not actually make it stand out to certain slices of society. And, you know, that, that's our, our lack of knowledge and understanding. So speaking to someone who knows it better than we, hopefully it makes the things that we put out into the marketplace um, more appealing, with, with broader mm. interest, and, and we get a, a wider range of people bidding for our contracts. Because our, our objective when we're out tendering is to make them as competitive as possible. Yeah. Yeah, and get as many bids and make it as accessible to, to everybody that mm. you know is, is relevant. Yeah, absolutely. Area. I mean, you know, we have a, a diverse community on campus. Yeah. So if we're getting the same old, same old people supplying services, you know, that's not always going to be appropriate for the kind of things they need. So I, I think it's the right thing to do. I think it makes us better uh, at our jobs, um, even if it's it's not. Your pure uh, procurement financial work. It, it's about making enhancements to the way we go about it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Other thing we're doing in January. Well, I say we. You were doing. Um, you were having your uh, final apprenticeship review. I was. I can't believe that's a year ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, how, how long did it take you to do the whole apprenticeship and start to finish? Uh, just over a year. Just over a year. Yeah. So this is uh, your SIPS level four. four. So SIPS. Uh, the, the Chartered Institute of Procurement Supplies, the, the professional body for anyone working in, in supply chain, procurement type roles like us. So uh, being an, an apprenticeship style qualification, that's a mixture of um, written assessments and on-the-job stuff. Yep, so I did uh, lots of exams. I think there was eight exams. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, a big proposal. Um, that I had to write 5,000 words mm -hmm. for uh, and then present that to a SIPS qualified expert. So what was in your proposal? Remind, remind me, <laughs> he said mischievously. Um, so I looked at the theory behind uh, supplier selection, so Pareto analysis, ABC categorisation, <laughs> all those things. The good fun stuff. But it shows that there is theory behind what we do. Yeah. You know, it's not all just gut instinct and uh, and wheeling and dealing. Yeah. Um, although you know that plays a part. Mm -hmm. You know, there's the sort of subjective stuff. Yeah. But but there are some kind of hard. Uh, concepts behind uh, the way we, we go about our business. Yeah, and then I was able to put that theory into practice and do risk analysis of some of our suppliers um, and create a contract uh, database mm -hmm. with our new financial system uh, to bring all of those suppliers into one system. Excellent, fantastic. So uh, now, now you're, uh, let me get through your six level five training now. Uh, yes, I'm about halfway. Halfway, man, alive. Yeah, not, not looking back. But well, speaking of, of, of training, um, so once we got into February, mm -hmm. um, I graduated. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, 
you know, during the, those um, uh, months of lockdown that, that we all endured, uh, some people learned to play the ukulele, yeah, some people uh, did a lot of uh, banana, bread banana bread baking, um, and, and I decided to do my uh, master's degree in business. So, um, uh, glutton for punishment that I was. Thankfully, once we were out the other side and we could have graduation ceremonies again, I was able to attend because um, for some students they'd been waiting uh, over a year yes. before they could actually turn up and wear their gown and mortarboard and strut around in their finery. So finally it was my turn. So that, that was a good experience because um, I, I, my undergrad degree was back in the last century. Um, so it was, it was good to, to get back into formal learning again, go through some things that I, I maybe knew I'd been doing the practice in my professional career, but again, to, to look at the, the hard concepts behind them and, and understand how it all joined together. I think that, that's what I really enjoyed about doing the, the MBA uh, degree. It was, it was that um, rounded approach to things that I, I knew in isolation, but it showed how to join them together. Mm -hmm. So it was a good experience, even if some of it was um, lots of us having Teams calls. Um, doing uh, present presentations to our tutor over the webcam. It, it kind of feels strange looking back over it now that we've spent a few months uh, returning, blinking in the light mm -hmm. to, the, to the real world. Um, but that was the, um, the icing on the cake to, to finish it off. And still, I'm, I'm really pleased I've got to do it. So where we are, uh, we, we get to graduate in uh, one of the largest, grandest cathedrals in the country, in York Minster. And uh, there really isn't anything quite like it. No, it's a, a wonderful day. It's a lovely setting and ceremony. Mm, yeah. Uh, one of the other things that's um, important uh, about us here on campus is food. <laughs> um, and uh, we had our first six-month review of uh, catering services after we'd taken it in-house. Mm -hmm. How did that go? Um, good, because <laughs> some of the things that we had in place... Um, we had to sort of lick a finger and stick it in the air mm -hmm. uh, because we'd gone from having a contractor that, that did everything for us to having to have our own suppliers, our own systems and we, we got pricing based on estimates mm -hmm. but we weren't immediately certain was, was, was it close to the mark or were we going to get you know, unstuck as it turned out, it was pretty good You know, mm -hmm. we weren't too far off the mark um, there were some lessons learned along the way um, but it showed us that we were absolutely on the right track and that's when we started to really notice footfall increasing. So that's not just, I think, uh, from people being more willing to physically be on campus again. Um, I think it was just because we had better variety, more international food, um, the uh, ability for us to cater to specialist dietary needs was better. Yeah. So all those things happening at once mm -hmm. meant that six months in we could say, this is going well. Yes. So that's when we decided we're going to ratchet it up and try and get a bit more creative. Another thing that uh, we, we picked up in February um, was insurance. Oh, yeah. that was a good one. Yeah, well, <laughs> as you know, insurance wasn't originally something that, that fell within our remit. It sat with a, uh, a team of colleagues and there was a bit of a reshuffle. And the powers that be uh, tapped us on the collective shoulder and said, well, since, since you, you buy stuff in procurement, <laughs> maybe you should be the ones buying our insurance. And we kind of shrugged and went, uh, OK. So, so we had to become experts in, in yeah. buying insurance um, quite quickly. Yeah, it was interesting going around all the 
heads of schools finding out the work that they did and what they needed covering for, things like drones and, <laughs> and medical uh, malpractice and, and, and all of that side of it. So then going back out and getting all of that cover for lots of very, very different things. Um, you know, you do your car insurance and your home insurance and that's about it, but mm. to do a fleet of cars <laughs> and a lot of buildings and... A lot of old buildings. <laughs> a lot of old buildings, yes. And uh, going into a lot of detail of air conditioning mm. and, and heating. All and, the things that could go wrong. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Make sure you've got the right level of cover, yeah. Mm. Uh, I think it was an interesting experience. Um, it was daunting at first. So that, uh, in February, that was when I went through to see our insurers, mm -hmm. because we're going through this renewal period. That was my first trip to another city after the lockdown months so mm -hmm. in Manchester. So that was, uh, I mean, you know, a little disconcerting. You know, again, just getting used to doing things that you did second nature before. Mm -hmm. I'll, go, I'll go on to a business meeting um, on the other side of the map. Um, it was a, a, a little out of the comfort zone at the time, but you, you do quickly get back into the stride of, of things and... Um, that, that was good to be able to meet them face to face. Because even I remember sitting around the table uh, with some of our peers. So um, we, we buy our insurance as part of consortium. Yeah? So a group of universities buy their insurance together. We get economies of scale. We get a better rate. Um, it means that we are less subject to uh, prices rising. Um, we get more leverage when we, when we have these renewals. All those, all those things that... that, that uh, when you're one of the smaller institutions you have to be mindful of. Um, and, and looking back over it, uh, I think there was probably five of us in the room and maybe another ten that were still virtual. Mm -hmm. um, and some of that persists now. I think um, not so much because of nervousness about COVID. I think it's more that people have got used to saving on their travel budget. Yeah, and also on the time, rather mm. than spending a day travelling. You can just click onto your Teams call and be out and you don't have to think, oh, I've got another three hours to travel back. No, that's true. But because this was new to us, I mm -hmm. thought, I really, I want to get there and... See the whites of their eyes. Well, <laughs> kind of, yeah. I want to understand who are these people that we're going to be signing you know, a big contract with. Mm. Um, but so, yeah, that was February. Um, March. Now, you were busy in March uh, reviewing and rationalising Credit card expenses. Oh, oh doesn't that make you popular? <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of, of emails back and forth to just remind people of the policy. Yeah, no, don't name any names. <laughs> I wouldn't dare. Mm. No, but um, taking that on, it's been eye-opening. Um, sharing with people, reminding them about the policy. Some I don't think had, had even realised... Maybe that there, there was policy. Yeah, I mean, to be fair... It's that you know, education that we always come back yeah. to, that people just need educating. And once they are, and I'm finding now that when I'm doing three monthly reviews, people don't need reminding mm. because they're aware of it now. They get and it. They get it, yeah. yeah. And a lot of spend is, is completely... Legit. <laughs> yeah, well, it is. I mean, you know, when you talk to people outside the university, oh, what are your credit cards for? And, you know, there is, there is a place because 
Sometimes um, there are last minute things have to be bought, low value things. Sometimes you buy things that can only be bought online mm -hmm. with, with a, a MasterCard or a, or a Visa. You know, sometimes uh, getting licenses for things, sometimes booking events. So it's, it's not that people are using it as a backdoor way of spending. Oh no, no, it's that, like you say, it's that either last minute mm. or some suppliers won't take any other payment. True, and I think this might be a post-COVID thing. So mm. a, a lot of suppliers found it difficult to make ends meet, and so they, they want that upfront payment. Yeah. yeah, they don't want to wait 30 days, 60 days, or however long uh, they're used to waiting for their payment. They want it there and then, and you know, you, you have to understand them. It's, it's how they keep their businesses afloat. Mm. So th there will always be a place for them, yeah. but I think um, it, it's right that we, we monitor and, and make sure that it's still on the, uh, the right side of the line. Mm. Yeah. Um, Later in March, uh, following on from when we'd had the review on, on our success with catering, we brought in some suppliers for a concept presentation. Now, I sat in on this and I, I put it to them. We want to challenge you that um, we've got a, a, a multicultural campus community. What can you be doing for us that is not just sandwiches, everything with chips? Mm -hmm. um, and, and so I wanted them to do the work. Um, they're supposed to be the specialists, mm -hmm. yeah. So they went away. They looked at some of the different uh, sub brands they could access. Um, that we looked at um, all kinds of fancy burgers and things. Okay, well, yeah, a bit interesting. And but then we looked at um, some of the more um, vegan varieties. We looked at um, some more sustainable food things that were coming locally, mm -hmm. and that was ticking the boxes. So after that, I said, okay, I think there's something we can do here. Go get some things priced up, and then we'll consider making some changes in, in the canteen. So it was ticking away nicely. Mm -hmm. it, it was a, um, a, a process that took a few months to get going, but we, we'd had the green light from senior management to, to make changes and improvements. Um, but we just needed the time to do it and get the right things in there. Because we're, we're a city centre campus here. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of competition around. Yes. So if you put on dull food... It's really easy for people to drift off and go spend mm -hmm. their money elsewhere. Yeah, there's plenty of very uh, local uh, supermarkets with the, the meal deals. Yeah. Um, so we need to keep the students on campus and, and offer sustainable, nutritious, but something that they want. It's going to be tasty. <laughs> yeah. You know, it can, yeah. it can you know it can have all manner of salad, but sometimes you just want something that hits the spot. Yeah. Carbs are not the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now, oh, go on. I was just going to say, as we found with the pizza queue. Pizza queue, oh yeah, I mean, try as you might, you, you, <laughs> you can't separate a student from their pizza. Um, I mean, it almost queues round into the next building. Yeah. Um, I've seen the, the, um, the shutters when they uh, open up at about 11.30 yeah. in the morning. There's already a queue there waiting to get their order in for their pizzas. Mm. I mean, it's a good problem to have, um, but you know, ideally we'd be able to give them a few more options so they didn't all be going to the same outlet. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's, it's, but it's, they're happy to queue. It must be that good that <laughs> they are happy to queue. Well, they keep that. going, they keep yeah. going, yeah. Um, the other thing that we got involved in in March was a review of our car hire supplier. Mm -hmm. So we do do more uh, travelling around now, mm -hmm. um, now that restrictions are lifted. Um, we also have a, a lot of students who go on placements. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and this is probably where we're incurring most 
um, cost. And, um, so we might have a student who is doing a course in some kind of nursing or physiotherapy mm. or something like that. Education. Or, or teaching, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, could be doing some teacher training. So they're on a placement in somewhere that's not in York, they could be in, in Leeds or Bradford, because there are only so many schools in York. They can mm. only host so many students. So um, they need ways to get there, and, and, and we help out with that. So um, with the price of fuel being what it is, um, it, it adds to the cost. Mm -hmm. And also, after COVID, all the car hire companies, well, they got rid of their fleet because they didn't need to hold on to them. Mm -hmm. um, so they're only just starting to get back up to the right sort of volumes to satisfy their customers. So, so we have been finding um, a student could be going on a, um, a day out to their placement and they couldn't get a car hire through us because the car hire company, well basically the cover's bare. Yeah. So there were some leftover teething problems from the previous year. Things are better now. They are. But we weren't alone in that either. There mm. was a national shortage of, of cars mm. due to the chip shortages. And, of course, from um, Far East. Mm. Yeah, and lots of other things that impacted on that. Mm. Then, April. April was exciting because um, we had uh, previously bought a building from the NHS. Yes. Yes, they, they, they didn't need it anymore. Um, so we bought it off them. Um, not that we wanted the building. Um, no, what we need is more accommodation space for students. Mm -hmm. Again, it's one of those good problems to have. Um, th there was the, some nervousness. Would students want to return to uh, education in person after lockdown? Turns out, yes. Yes, they didn't want to be uh, stuck at home with their parents. <laughs> so uh, we, we had that challenge in a, in a medieval city like York to find places to, to have uh, good student accommodation. So the building is going to be flattened and on that land we will we'll build some fit for purpose student accommodation um, but we needed architect to design it so, so we had a competition for that um, and the presentations were in April. Now fast forward to present day we know that that has moved along and we've, we've been shortlisting and we're not too far away from being able to appoint someone to do the building work. The demolition has happened mm -hmm. so it, it's now ready. rubble, yeah it's ready, <laughs> ready to go um, but that work kicked off uh, back in April. Uh, something else we did in April, you might remember, we went to a conference. Our first one to meet real people. Yeah, first one in a long time, yeah. So we were in Leeds, again, not, not that far away. We were at the Armouries, weren't we? That's it, the Royal Armouries. Mm -hmm. um, I thought a pretty good venue, yeah, actually. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, so uh, it, was, it was run by uh, NUPC, the North East Universities uh, Procurement uh, Consortium. Um, I think I got that right. Um, and uh, again, it's, it's a group of universities who work together to get better deals and, and uh, spend money collectively. Um, and we've not had a chance to meet our peers for a long time, other than, than virtually. Uh, and I think there was some nervousness, some hesitation about you know, would people come back. And I think it was something of a success. I mean, I, I, I think we got a lot out of the day. We did, yes. Mm. But, um, like, from my my... I started during COVID, so I hadn't mm. met anybody. No. So for me, it was great to actually meet my peers face to face rather than on that screen and, and just, you know, get to talk to them and to meet with local suppliers as well. Yeah, good. really good to have a supplier show there yeah. as well. Um, not just because they fund it with their sponsorship, <laughs> um, but yeah, to go and see what, what products they're, they're bringing out, mm. what, what they're thinking about, you know, being able to deliver and we can actually see things talk about them, get get contacts and stuff. 
um, there, there is a place for networking with your suppliers because if we can't find suppliers, then there's not much use to us. Mm. And I did win in a raffle a bright, <laughs> a Henry. A, a bright pink <laughs> Henry vacuum cleaner. Yeah, was, is it Henrietta? Is it Henry's sister? Yeah, I'm not sure. I need to look up the family tree, but it's definitely a vacuum cleaner, it's definitely bright pink. Um, and, and can trundle around my hands now. All, all legit, yes. all legit. I, I disclosed it um, as a, as a, as a um, something I'd received from a supplier, but it was a, a fair and transparent raffle. Um, but it was it was good fun, and I, I thought there were some good speakers there as well. Yes, um, there was a mix. Um, some some were uh, HE themed, and some were kind of broader about management techniques, resilience in yeah, the workplace. Well-being. Yeah, that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. So. I think it was good, um, but I think we all noticed that as the day got on, uh, people started to drift off quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I don't know if it was that the, they didn't feel entirely comfortable with being in a big hall with lots of people, um, or whether it's just feeling pressed for time. Possibly, yeah. Yeah. No, it felt it felt a good start. I think it's a good place to build on, and then mm. next year get more attendance, get more people. As more people are getting braver mm. in the new world that we're in now. Speaking of being brave in the new world, um, I mean, we, we were hardly at our desks <laughs> in April. Uh, we visited our new London campus for the first time. Oh, that was exciting. That was, yes. yeah. So um, we, we previously had a satellite campus uh, in the Barbican area of London. Uh, and I think we had about 300 students there. Um, but we were quickly outgrowing it, so we moved to a new site in the Docklands, mm-hmm. opposite... Republic. Oh, oh, that's it, yeah, yeah, opposite, opposite the Dome. Yes. Um, and we have about a thousand students there now, mm-hmm. but this is our first time to go down and see the team there, so there is some uh, autonomy to that mm-hmm. site, uh, but they also rely on professional services from the north, so they don't have a, a separate procurement team down there. We, we help out uh, remotely, so it's good to go and see colleagues who've got a, a, a different set of challenges because they're mm. in a different part of the country. Yeah, and it's great to be able to walk around and, and see what they're dealing with, mm. the location, you know, what we can't have in-house catering there, mm. so what are the catering outlets like? Um, it was it was really good to just visualise and see what we're dealing with. Yeah, because I think uh, that first visit, uh, most of the furniture hadn't arrived yet. That was still coming in. Um, the the IT hadn't entirely been installed. No, no, there was uh, lots of wires. Lots of wires everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so the 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 staff were were starting to work from there, um, but it wouldn't be until the, the September time that the students would actually arrive. So it's still work in progress. But we could we could like you say visualise what was needed, what mm. they didn't have, and that helps us to be able to go away and manage them remotely. Um, when you haven't got the immediacy being able to just pop over and check. Mm. Um, so I think it was worth the trip, even though it's you know, a couple of hours down there, a couple of hours back. Um, but we also managed to check out a few hotels around there as well. Yes, we did, yeah. yeah, mm. Just so that we can say to staff, as well from a travel perspective, mm. you get the train to London and then it's a couple of stops on the tube. There's this uh, hotel here, we've been round it, mm. it's great service, great rooms. And, yeah, be able to facilitate that whole experience and be able to have our own experience, not just say, well, I think there's one around the corner. Yeah. Well, this is it. If if you're telling colleagues, you know, um, when you're away from home, um, this is a decent place to stay, you you want to be able to truthfully say it and not fog them off. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, not least because they'll come back and complain. Mm. Yeah? You know, from a customer service point of view, Mm. you don't want to give a bad service, but also... 
these are your colleagues, you yeah. want to make sure they're okay. You don't want to recommend something without knowing what you recommend. Yeah, send them to some flea pit because it's mm. cheap. No, you, you, the university wouldn't stand for that. It's yeah. not about getting the cheapest places. And sometimes you, you maybe see that people, they want to save a few quid here and a few quid mm. there, which is, you know, um, very noble, but not to put themselves in risk in risky situations. That's it, it's the duty of care as well, and mm. to make sure that where, they go, where we're sending them is safe. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of travel... Uh, as we moved into May, uh, you took on new responsibilities, chairing um, the travel category group for uh, the NUPC consortium. Yes, I did. Yeah, that was uh, really interesting again. So um, just chairing the meetings, working out what we're going to talk about, um, being able to share our experiences and take those in from other universities and see what issues are we all having the same issues? Is it nationwide? Is it localised is it one tmc or is it what everyone's dealing with yeah because so really a, useful a lot of universities do use travel management companies they, they don't mm. have an in-house team there's some that do but as a rule it it is difficult to have a full team of 24 7 in-house experts on the payroll looking after international travel which most universities do to a greater or lesser mm. degree um, if someone gets stuck somewhere on the other side of the globe it's probably not going to be a person on campus who helps them out. It's going to be a third party. Yeah. So you do need to have good relationships with them. So, um, and w w Was it useful to be able to compare with others about how we'd gone from those days of lockdown where travel was put to rest and then ramping it up as everyone rushed back in their eagerness to be going places again? It was interesting because so some universities were still very cautious, were still not travelling. Uh, others, full throttle, were going everywhere. Um, and then just listening to their experiences of how their travel management companies are, are dealing with that and maybe not having the right staffing levels because they too lost staff during COVID um, and were struggling to, to recruit in that mm. sector. Yeah. Um, following on from our trip to London... Um, we still had some tidying up work from the old campus. So all the staff had moved out. Mm -hmm. they're, they're looking forward to their shiny new offices looking out over the river. But there was still clutter and rubbish and old bits of furniture and things in the old places. And, you know, we need to give that back to the landlord. So we got roped uh, in to support uh, getting uh, people in to do that, that clear-out work mm -hmm. to, to get everything in a fit state to hand back so we didn't incur any fees. And, you know, it's not all glamorous work that we do. It just had to be done in a timely fashion. Yes. Um, and that, that we did. And I think we were in a better place to know what was needed because we'd been down there and we yes. had boots on the ground, as it were. Um, another thing I was involved in was sponsorships and partnerships committee. Mm. So not really procurement, but because we deal with the value for money of things... Um, I'd been asked to sit on a, a committee that, that looked at when the university is deciding to award grants to worthwhile and noble causes. So some of these are in the arts, some are in sports, um, some are just uh, local events like Pride, mm. and, and we contribute to them. Um, and we just had a, a panel of internal people who would look at them and, uh, and weigh them up because we, we have a finite budget. We'd love to say yes to everyone, but we can't. Um, but that was a really good experience. I think it, it raises the profile of us mm. 
um, because it shows people that we've got commercial expertise, broad commercial expertise. Um, but it's also good for, for me to stick my nose in mm. and see what was going on. Because sometimes in finance, you don't find out about a grant or an award until the invoice lands. Mm. And we're looking around thinking, well, was this the best thing we could have done with our money? Um, and so taking by that was, was really useful. But it wasn't all good in May. Um, our uh, sports kit supplier had gone bust. <laughs> so I think, uh, uh, again, another, another knock-on from the COVID months was that someone who was in the business with providing sports kit um, was seeing less people playing sports because everyone was locked up at home. So we'd, we'd have to find a new supplier um, because we've got not only uh, staff that are teaching physio-type courses, we've got all the student union teams, yeah. um, we've got a, 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 an obligation to make sure that students have good quality uh, kits and uh, facilities for sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we had to start from the ground up really because the contracts had ended because the supplier was no longer trading. Um, but you know, we, we did find someone who could provide something better, something a reasonable price, uh, and I think we're still um, going through teething issues. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the reintroduction of sport um, has somewhat returned, but hopefully by next year, I think we'll see um, a greater volume of it. Because mm. particularly with the cost of living crisis going on at the moment. We don't want to see students feeling priced out for taking part in sport. Mm. So hopefully um, a bit more work on that and we can, we can keep them encouraged uh, and not felt that they can't uh, participate, for financial reasons at least. Mm. You know, yeah. there's, it, it, it's, some things aren't for procurement to do. Uh, no. we, we've got experts who teach sports and, and they'll be more involved in the um, winning hearts and minds. Mm. All we can do is make sure that they've at least got the kit when they need it. Yeah. And we're finding now that staff are seeing it out there um, with other staff wearing it. Mm. Oh, oh, where's that from? Can I yeah. ask them? And if they're going international, then they want to wear it to brand themselves. Yeah. Show the name off. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's all good. It's just been a bit of a slow burn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as the month went on, there was uh, two events that took place. Uh, one, I noticed down was Coffee and Wine Day. Um, <laughs> What it actually was, was, again, as, as we're uh, getting our own suppliers in place for catering services, two things the university needs. One, coffee, um, because unsurprisingly, um, uh, a campus full of students lives off the stuff. So um, we, we got some uh, coffee suppliers in for a morning, uh, and we had taste testing for a couple of hours, so we're absolutely buzzing by the end of it. Um, but we we given very strict requirements on sourcing, on we wanted fair trade tea, coffee, sugar, hot chocolate, and so on. Um, but it was good to be able to get a range of uh, colleagues from different parts of campus to take part in that. Because I, th- I think if you've got collective ownership, there's more support after the event once you made the decision. Yeah, you get that collective buy-in. You do, you do. So coffee was the morning. And then on the same day, and, and with hindsight, this may or may not have been wisdom, uh, was wine. Wine, you might ask. Well, you know, the university just put on events. We, when we're not teaching, we have conferencing that takes place here. Um, we have external events in the evenings when students aren't here. Um, we've got events that we put on ourselves, so things like graduation. You know, we, there are reasons why we might need to buy some decent wine. Yeah. 
because we've got guests and visitors and so on. So similarly, um, we had a range of wine suppliers and we spent the afternoon sampling. Um, again, with hindsight, may not have been absolute wisdom, but these things have to be done. <laughs> um, but uh, that month, again, ending on a, on a food theme, um, was uh, the Spring Food Fair. Oh, that was immense. Such brilliant for the, for the staff and the students to be involved in, to just say different foods and vote on them, tell us what, what they wanted. Yeah, so following on from when we challenged our suppliers to, to come up with some food concepts, um, we filled uh, the main dining area with uh, I think it was about nine different stalls um, with, with suppliers selling um, different products that we, we might choose to buy. Mm. Um, but on the day, they were all free samples. Mm. So we had things like waffles and we had wraps and curries, yeah, curries um, all manner of things. Mm. We had some people in corn were there with um, vegetarian options. Um, we had people with fruit smoothies. I mean, lots of really different stuff. Mm. Um, like I say, once you get away from that sandwiches and chips uh, model that, that we'd maybe had a bit too much of in the past, um, it was it was a little chaotic at times. There were lots of queues, but you know that's a good problem. Yeah, a lot of people wanted to try new things, mm-hmm. um, and they did, and we ran out of food <laughs> <laughs> again, which is good. We we didn't we didn't want to have loads of waste because yeah. again that would probably fly in the face of us saying that we want to be sustainable. Mm. So I think we, we had the right amount of suppliers, the right amount of mm. food. Um, and then we got feedback afterwards about what people really liked, what they didn't like so much of. Um, turns out they don't like the curries too hot. Mm-hmm. I was surprised, but hey, you know, people have yeah. spoken. Um, and they liked grab and, gro- grab and go stuff. They did, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, the, who's got time between lectures to use cutlery? Mm-hmm. Uh, not students, it turns out. So we took all that on board and again fed that back to the suppliers so that once we'd got through the summer break, we knew we could come back in the next term with a revamped and revitalised menu with more of the things that we knew people would like. Mm. So it was a great event, you know, people got to see lots of different stuff. Um, it was at no cost to the students, because, you know, in, in all honesty, the suppliers did have an opportunity to sell things to us. Mm. So it's not like we were just, you know, going for a free-for-all. No. Those that were popular, we wouldn't need buy more stuff from, and we have gone on to do that. Um, but that was a really good way to end, end May, and then we started to... Um, come to the, 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 the wind down, want students to go off and do exams and things. You can see campus quieting as they're, they're going away reading and prepping and, and so on. So June, um, that was an interesting time for me because I've been asked to chair a new group with uh, HEPA, the Higher Education Procurement Association. Uh, um, I think that's right. <laughs> um, so again, a, a collective of universities working together, um, and uh, the thinking was that universities of a similar size would be facing similar challenges, so we're asked to work together. Um, so we're, we're at the, the smaller end of the scale, so there's a lot of specialist universities that might be really strong in one area, but don't try and do everything. Mm-hmm. But similar to us, they've got teams of maybe one or two people running procurement. They've still got to do all the same jobs of a, of a big university with, with a dozen people, but they've got a fraction of the resource, so they often have to pick and choose which projects they tackle or how many they can do at the same time. So that was an interesting experience, just to, to talk with people from other parts of the country, because mm-hmm. typically when we're doing uh, collective work, we work with people in the region. Yes. 
Um, but with so much of what we do being online now, actually, why? Mm. So working with our peers in Wales or you know down down in the south of the country, not something used to doing, but having those conversations, we see well, we do have some things in common, mm. and hopefully it won't just be knowledge sharing and a bit of a chat. Over time, maybe we can start doing some proper buying together, maybe run some tenders together, and that could get quite exciting. Yeah, definitely. If we're all facing the same challenges, then let's all work together against those. Mm. Um, another thing that kicked off that month uh, was the Living Lab project. Ah, gosh, was that that long ago? It was that long ago, so that's when it first <laughs> started, because when people had seen procurement involved in the food fair, mm -hmm. coincidentally, one of our academic colleagues came on and said, oh, have you heard of Living Lab? And I went, uh, no. So Living Lab, it's, it's a, a project at York St John where they try and join together as many parts of the curriculum as possible to study something. So the previous year had been on air quality. So there's a, a just on the corner of campus, there's a, a bit where uh, three or four roads all join and it's incredibly polluted well, corner of the city. And so they were, they were looking at, at things that contribute to that and, and um, they had some students looking at the science of it. They had some art students composing writing and music about mm. it. Um, it. It was, as I say, cross-curriculum, as many different perspectives as possible. Fast forward to now, and this year's Living Lab has been about food systems, which is why it followed on so neatly from what we've done with the food fair. So we were asked, can, can we help out? Can we provide some thought about things that we might be able to do. And I said, well, certainly, well, we know a lot of food suppliers. Mm. Maybe we'll put the word out and we'll maybe get some of them to come talk to students. They can maybe look at why we buy the things we buy, why mm. food is presented to them in the way it is, yeah. uh, and, and try and spur on a bit of uh, further conversation about it. So that's still running. That's mm -hmm. still going to go on until next year. But that was when it, when it kicked off uh, back, in, back in June. Oh. Mm. Uh, by then, um, we were also in high gear with the insurance renewal. Yeah, yeah, yeah still getting all the forms filled in. Mm, lots of forms filling in. Yeah. Um, but the pricing was starting to come in now, so mm -hmm. we could see where we were benefiting from buying as a group. Yes. So some of the universities have seen their premiums rocket up because yeah. they typically, because they're so big, they, they can do things on their own back, but they've been at the mercy of the market and so they were being stung uh, by the costs. Ours was less so, so that was quite satisfying to see. Shall we take a bit of a break? We're halfway through the year. <laughs> okay. All right, we will be back shortly. I'm still Paul. And I'm still Vicky. So, uh, in our, in our uh, 2022 review, um, we are now up to the month of July, the height of summer. And boy, was it hot. It was, It yes. was really hot. And it, and it was going to get hotter as well. Um, so, I managed to uh, decide that was the month I was going to catch COVID. <laughs> so, after going through all those months of lockdown, all those vaccinations, finally, finally caught up with me. Um, uh, I, I'm still not quite sure where. I don't think there's any way to know. Um, felt proper rotten, uh, but thankfully, you know, you kept the ship afloat, um, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm here to tell the tale, so, um, you know, got, got around the corner of that, and uh, it still managed to have quite a busy month, so um, we did spend some time meeting ops managers. 
Yes, yep. So going around all the schools, finding out what their plans are for the next year mm. and how we can help and support them. And also if they're doing anything different that we need to ensure. Yeah, I thought, I thought it made good sense for us to try and get on the front foot because mm. one of the things that we might often in our weaker moments complain about is, is when we're left to late in the day. Yes. When someone says, oh, here's a project and it needs to go live next week. Oh, right, okay, well, we need to buy some stuff for that and I haven't got much time mm. to help you out. Whereas if we know in advance... Yes. We can maybe do more interesting things. We can we can run tenders. We can bring in more suppliers. We can we can look at a broader range of options. So meeting with the ops managers meant we could do some of that that work and yes. figure out what was coming down the tracks yeah. before it was a, a red hot issue that needed tackling yeah. then and there. Yeah, before the invoice hit our desk. Uh, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, we did do some more tendering for London. Uh, we were working with academics this time on uh, data, data science. science. Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah so. That was an interesting one. So they, they wanted um, help with the course content. Mm. So that was a, a good one to, to see through. Yeah, yeah. So not all, we're not always buying stuff. Mm. Um, this was a, a brand new course for us. We needed some, some expertise to, mm. to get the materials to where they need to be, to get the course up and running that was the, launched later in the year. Yeah. So this was when we first worked with our colleagues writing specs mm. again really good experience get those specifications written down particularly if it's something that neither of us knew no, a lot about yes. i mean you do by the end of it yes yeah but te teasing that out of, of other people helps you get something really substantive so that when you're going around chasing suppliers you can articulate exactly what it is you need and what you don't need ah you were also uh, in manchester I was. I visited our, visited our travel management company to uh, see their offices. First time in person? First time in person. So uh, a little bit daunting, getting a train all on my own. <laughs> <laughs> Been so long. Going, going out into the big bad world mm. all on my own. Uh, but it was a great experience. Uh, great to see the offices and to see the staff and to see how they worked mm -hmm. and the teams that they had. Uh, so it wasn't a case of phoning up and just speaking to someone, you actually got to meet them and see how big the teams were mm. and and how they are coping with the recruitment issues that they're, they're dealing with. So very, very useful. Yeah, because I, I don't think procurement is a, a desktop exercise. No. There is still a requirement to go and see where where services are provided from, to go figuratively go with your clipboard mm. and say, well, is this up to snuff? Is this good mm. enough? Is this what I've, what I've signed up for? Is this what I'm paying for? Mm. So you can do some of that stuff. And then um, when you do get people who maybe question why do we do things a particular way, you can speak with, with first-hand knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've got that evidence and support that you've been there, you've seen it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. August now, August. Uh, campus deserted. Mm -hmm. um, it is interesting when... You walk around, there's, there's, you're in the middle of the city, you, you step onto the threshold of campus and it is deserted. Now, we're a tourist town, so it used to be really, really busy in the summer, but this, this little oasis of calm uh, over the summer, it's, um, it's, it's, it's not a bad place to be. But uh, you kicked off a tender for uh, the, a biggie, graduation services. Yes, which is, is just coming to fruition now. Mm. So, uh, yeah, we had our incumbent for... For many years, mm. uh, well established, uh, but we wanted to go back out to market and see what was out there and bring in other services, so photography, uh, live streaming, mm. as well as the gowning and the whole day of arrangements. Yeah, I mean, for a, for a university, a graduation is it's the 
the end our, product. It is, it is. It's the end of everything we've done, mm. and we've produced some <laughs> some new new graduates. And um, it is a like you say a multimedia uh, mm. event now. It's it's not not small. And um, how it's changed over the years. It's mm. not just a stand there get your photo. It's having that clip as you walk across the stage, oh, the, video. the little video <laughs> yeah. of uh, like a montage of all the, the stuff that's gone on that day, yeah. um, that it's, it's developed a lot. Yeah, and, and just because we've had a supplier for a long period of time, and it, even if the service has been good, mm. you're right, that uh, it is still worthwhile to go out to market and see, mm. is there something we're not aware of? Is yeah. someone doing something differently? Yeah. And, and as you say, as the, the tender's gone on, we have seen other people doing different things. Mm. Yeah, new innovations, mm -hmm. new technology, um, different ways of doing things and, and the sustainability side of it as well, you know, mm. how how the gowns are made, you know, there's some out there using bottle plastic bottles to make there. So yeah, it's uh, been a really interesting one. You mentioned doing new things. Uh, I was asked to do some teaching. Yes, you were. <laughs> yes, I was. And, you know, <laughs> not my, uh, my usual work. So, um, one of the things that, that's often struck me about Canvas Live is you, you've got two, two tribes. You've got the, the academic community, obviously, but then you've got the professional services community. And you've got people who are academics with loads of work experience, and you've got people in professional services who've got many qualifications and lots of knowledge. But we don't talk to each other as much as we perhaps could. And I think if you could spend more time walking a mile in each other's shoes, I think the, the two halves of campus would benefit from it. So with that in mind, I've been asked by the Dean of the Business School, since I knew a bit about procurement and supply and things, would I be interested in teaching some third-year undergraduates about um, management accounting? And I thought about it, and, uh, and then, okay, so so I went for it. And, and now that, that has just finished, so I've, I've just uh, finished with my, my first group of students, and I think uh, I do have a new appreciation mm -hmm. for what some of uh, our um, academic colleagues go through, yeah. the complexity of it, uh, some of the frustrations with the systems we use. Mm -hmm. But I think that, that will help me so that when we're working with IT and we're buying in new systems, I can, I can refer back to that experience. I can know the bits where there are pain points, where yes. we've maybe got different systems that don't quite talk to each mm -hmm. other as well as they could and things like that. Plus that whole stepping outside your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Having a, a room full of uh, 19, 20-year-olds staring blankly at you as you try and explain um, equations and calculations on, mm. a, on a screen. Um, well, it, it must have been interesting learning, seeing it from their point of view, because you're spending their money every day. That is what I do. <laughs> yeah, um, so that I felt I could at least say something useful and insightful back to them, mm. so they, they can at least understand that actually all this stuff that they're looking at in theory well it, it's happening all around them um, so yeah really good experience for me uh, hopefully not too bad an experience with the students um, but that that was when it kicked off back back in August and uh, so not a lot of time between first being warmed up to it and then actually being in the classroom um, the other thing that I did in August um, was a single tender report for our governors mm -hmm. this I do find is quite an interesting bit of compliance management that not all our peers in other universities do. Um, so uh, what we do is um, when we get to the end of a year, a financial year, I look back at all the times where we could have tendered for a thing and we didn't. Now mm -hmm. ideally 
we'd run a competition for every single thing that we buy. In mm -hmm. reality, you can't always do that. No. Some, sometimes, actually, it's, it's low value. It's not worth it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, it's a really niche service. Yeah, there's a, maybe only one supplier that actually produces it. Yeah, and so you look at other ways of, of making sure you're getting value for money. Mm -hmm. But our governors do have an interest in, in what we do. And so I put together this report that shows whenever we've, we've not been able to go out to competition, and over the years I've done it, the number of times this happened has got smaller, and the, the value of what goes down this route has, has halved, got a lot smaller. Wow. So I see it as, as good progress. Mm -hmm. So more often than not, we're, we're making sure suppliers have to fight for our students' money. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a, a good sign that we, we provide value for money for them. But I'm also very pleased that the governors are interested enough. Yes, definitely. Yeah, in other institutions, um, they don't have an equivalent. Or, or some that I've spoken to when I mentioned mm -hmm. it, they said no, it's not something that procurement's asked to do. So I think uh, it, it's good, as I say, for compliance reasons because it means we can shine a light on areas that maybe aren't following the rules and regs as good as they could. But also, it means we can hand on heart say to our students, we do keep an eye on this stuff. Mm. September. Now by then, we had finished our previous years insurance and we're about to move over into a new period um, but we had um, credit credit in the form of a, a retainer to cover cyber insurance services yes. well I say cyber insurance it is very difficult for universities to, to get fully compliant to, to get cyber insurance it's not, not that we don't, don't have the same risks of any complex organisation but getting enough in-house security to be able to get cover is a challenge. So we, we've gone down the route of having um, a group of experts through the insurance company who would provide a block of, of services so that if the worst happened and we were hacked or cracked or locked out of our systems, they would then call off on them the hours on the retainer, get us back up and running. But the whole year had gone through, we'd never used it. So we were able to cash it in for training. Yes. Yes. So the, the, the money was not lost, mm. yeah, which I, I think is a pretty good way of, yeah, of, of managing it. Um, we've done the same again this year. Yes. Yeah, but that was when we knew, okay, we're moving to a new period. We need to actually get this signed off. Um, so it's all well and good putting rebates and extra sweeteners into contracts. We've still got to go that final mile and make sure it actually happens. Another thing we did in September, you started getting the spec written for... Coach and taxi hire. Yeah, so started working with the estates team, uh, getting up to speed with where we were with those. Uh, quite old contracts. So for taxis, we uh, just closed the bidding yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, and for coaches, we're still in contract with that, but it's going to be a piece of work that we look at next year. So it was just that education of what we do and, and what we need to do mm -hmm. and looking at how we can bring that into the policy that we have as well. Mm. We were back down in London again. We were. It was the second time we went down, so oh. now actually students there. That was that was the journey the journey that was cursed, doomed. wasn't it? Yeah. We should have known from when we set off. Um, it was just a day of disasters. Pretty much, yeah. So the, I think the first train down was delayed an hour? Yeah. Yeah. So, so we missed our first meeting. And then a colleague got on the train and then realised five minutes in she was on the, on the wrong train. train. So I had to yeah. buy another ticket. Yeah. Um, then we got there to be told that the person we were meeting was ill. Yeah, so he wasn't there. 
Um, and then we sat down in a meeting room and about five minutes later the fire alarm went, went off. <laughs> So we were all outside, but I mean, it was good to see that the, the system worked. Yeah. Um, I think this was, was this the first day of uh, students on It was, on yes. Campus? Yeah. Yeah. No. But it was great to see the whole campus full of students mm. and also the surrounding area became a student village, really. It Absolutely. Was, it was great to see, but also really hard to move around because there was just so, so many, many. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, we couldn't find lunch because it was just so packed out it was yeah so eventually we, we, we tried to leave london <laughs> and then we got when we got to king's cross we got on the train only to be told that the power cables had gone down yep. and nothing was going north um until eight o'clock that evening so this was if uh, you were lucky that we're going to make an announcement at eight yeah there? that was it so this was about uh half three four o'clock yeah so we said, okay, fine, we need to be creative. So we dashed off to St Pancras. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we've got fresh tickets. Oh. <laughs> uh, and then got on a, a incredibly packed train to Sheffield. Where we stood for three hours yeah, in we, a little area with lots of other people. By the toilet, yeah. Yes. yeah. So um, we, we travelled all the way up to Sheffield, changed there, and we then got on the wrong train... <laughs> So we went around all these tiny little villages around Meadowhall, yeah. and I think it was about 10pm that we, yes. yeah, so about four or five hours late we got back into York, yeah, yeah. and then um, you rounded off by catching, catching COVID. Yay! <laughs> I'd spent the whole day where everything I'd touched, escalators, everything, mm. I'd sanitised my hands, but then just running around the train stations... It must have just been, yeah, yeah, too many people can't avoid it. Yeah, yeah. Um, other than that, <laughs> um, and the other thing that went on that month was we were asked to help with the Yorkshire John Larder. Ah, yes. So that kicked off in September. So that was something that came out from um, a bit of the wellbeing team. We've been doing mm. for some time. Yes. So, so it's not new. It's it's more of an upgrade. So the university realizes that with the cost of living crisis, some students might get to critical points where they can't make ends meet. Mm. Now we could wash our hands, could say it's down to you, Yeah. Um, but then the risk is that students uh, drop out of education, yeah. they say well I can't afford to do this, I'm going to go. And so with a, with a cold hard financial hat on, that, that means we, we lose income uh, and they lose an opportunity to have a university experience. So we thought well if we expand um, what we've done before, which is to make certain essentials available for free, um, and kit out a room, and we can fill it with dried and tinned food, tinned veg. Yeah, 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 household essentials. So yeah. if you've got a student who maybe haven't been paid this month, fell out with the landlord, had to you know move mm. uh, accommodation, thing, things that just pull the rug. It's something that they could access, no questions asked, and it just gets them over that peak moment. Because the, the data we had showed that. We didn't have students coming back month after month for these no, things. No, It was a, a critical peak, and then if they were eased through it, they came out the other side okay. Mm. Well, they also have access to um, that bullion for the training mm. sessions, the financial help and assistance of, of how to write budgets and, and help them through that. And then we also have the hardship fund as well for those that, that were accessing it more and more to, to give them a bit more support that way. Yeah, so that, that was when we first got asked to get involved, because if we're going to ramp up activity, we needed to buy more stuff. Yes. And again, we're known as the people who buy stuff. Mm. 
but we needed to buy smaller bits, not huge kilogram yes, bags yes. of pasta. So we couldn't buy the, the same you know, kilo tins of things that we're buying in the canteen. So we, we could lean on some of our new supplier relationships, but we had to make sure that um, it was suitable for breaking up and giving out to individual students. So that kicked off in the month of September, and that's, that's now up and running. Mm, and used a lot. It is. I mean, it's, it, on the one hand, you'd rather it didn't have to happen. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, um, it means that for those that do require something of a helping hand, yeah. There's, there's, there's no real stigma to it. No. Just, it's run by um, student interns, so, mm -hmm. so they're seeing fellow students when they go in there. And maybe we'll see a lot of activity in the new year, mm -hmm. maybe after Christmas. We might find students are struggling a bit, but hopefully over time it will manage itself through and there'll be less of a need. We shall see, but I think for the cost of setting it up, it is far cheaper than running the risk of students falling out of education. Yeah. Yeah, and from a parent's point of view as well, it's good to know that where their little darlings are, you know, is <laughs> supporting them, you know, in, in many different ways. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of, of uh, supporting students in many different ways, um, so in October, uh, I started my teaching. Yes, you did, yeah. I began, so uh, it, was, it was too late to back out by then. <laughs> so I was learning all about that. Um, but we also uh, had Zero Heroes Day. Brilliant. Yeah, so again, because uh, we've got these relationships with, with our catering suppliers now, we thought, well, what can you do to help the Living Lab? And so we spoke to two people. One, one was Coca-Cola, um, who everyone will have heard of, the, the big international giant, who are making some inroads to improving the packaging they use. Mm. But They're doing a whole sustainability roadshow, aren't they, around the country? That's it. They were stopping up at several universities. We wanted them to come along and talk to students. And, and face some challenging questions. Yeah. So to they be fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they stepped up to the plate, they did. you know, and they admitted that they won't get everything right. Mm. And even sometimes when they get things right, no one believes them because they're mm. Coca-Cola. Um, but they, they did have some very good points mm. uh, about the materials they use, the way they reduce them, um, and, and how decision-making in a massive organisation is actually difficult and slow. Yeah. Um, but that was useful for students to take part in. And the, the other zero hero that we had was uh, a company called uh, Vegan Fried Chicken. And I discovered that vegan food is, is not that bad. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> I was educated. Yeah, I mean, VFC, you, you don't need to you know, spend too long thinking about who, who their major competitor is. Um, but it, you know, it's a street food alternative, it's, it's quite exciting, it's a strong brand, um, but, it, but it's got a good ethical uh, mm. backdrop to it. So, so we got some people from the, the company came along and also talked to students about farming, about sustainability, about where the food on the plate comes from, and I think it opened a few eyes as Definitely, well. Yeah. So again, procurement have been able to step in and help the, the Living Lab project, which is an academic-led project, but it's our knowledge of the supply chain that's mm -hmm. been able to add a, a bit more context to things they were already doing. And we've also, that day, the food sold out. It did, yeah. yeah. yeah absolutely More students did. that maybe wouldn't have tried vegan food actually did and realised it is okay. It was okay, yeah. <laughs> who knew? Who knew? Um, the other thing we started that month was drafting a tender for a new staff survey. Uh-huh. Yeah, so... Uh, with some, uh, it's, it makes sense to survey your staff to see how well things are going at work. Yes. You know, it's a, a decision-making tool. It's not just a, a ticky box exercise. Um, but nothing had really been done since before the pandemic because mm. it just wasn't the right time. It was difficult to do. Mm. So we wanted to see what was out there in the world. And there were some 
really, really advanced tools for, for monitoring how well your staff are doing in themselves, for getting feedback about what's working, what they like, what they don't like, and so on. Um, but that, that needs a, a very detailed specification. It's, we're looking at technological tools, but also, ideologically, it's got to work with what our um, human resources colleagues want to achieve. Mm -hmm. So uh, another one of those cross-functional get-togethers, that kicked off that month. Looking back now, we're, we're just ready to contract award on it. So kicked off in October, and here we are, mm -hmm. second half of December nearly. So it shows the, the, the time it's taken. Actually, that's probably quite brisk, I think. It is, yeah. Yeah. Um, but we were, we were asked to try and get it through before the close of way. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we've done that. Yeah. All, all but the contract signing. So went very quickly, that one. But I think it shows that, that it's a priority. Yes. Yeah, so it's, it's something that will see a lot of impact across campus. Yeah, and I think the staff will see it as well, rather than that one yearly check-in kind of thing. Absolutely. It's going to be a lot more, you've just read something, what do you think about it? Mm. Um, so we should get a lot more data yeah. from that. I think so. So last month, November, that's when we started to write our sustainable food policy mm -hmm. with our colleagues in the environmental team. Mm -hmm. So trying to get something down on, on, on the, the statute books that says these things aren't just wishes, we want to have something that we're going to hold ourselves to. That's an ongoing project, mm -hmm. that'll go into next year, because I think there's, there's a, a cost implication as well, yes. I think that's why we're being involved. Yeah. But that started in November. Also in November for us was graduation. Yes. The big day. Um, no, not, not one of us <laughs> this time this graduating, time. <laughs> no. Um, but it, I think because the, the tender for graduation was in flight at that point, yes. it, it was interesting to see it going on around campus, yeah. see, see the queues, see the things people liked, things didn't like. So um, the previous graduation, we didn't have any campus catering open. No, we didn't. No, but this year, this time we did, uh, and we had the best ever catering takings for graduation week. Mm -hmm. It was lovely to just walk through the canteen and see parents sitting with their children mm. having having breakfast yeah. <laughs> um, before they you know go get their gowns and everything. It was it was a really nice atmosphere. Yeah. Whereas in previous years we might have had a tent out with with scones and yeah. things, but it was just it felt more relaxed. Yeah, I think so. There's a time for standing to attention mm. and there's a time for just enjoying yourself. Yeah. And graduation does step in both camps, mm. but I think we're on the right side of fun. Yes, yeah. And it was a great opportunity for our incumbent to show us what they could do, mm -hmm. and then that helped with seeing for the future mm -hmm. what, what we've got now and what we want in the future. Absolutely, absolutely. Ordering had now began for the larder, mm -hmm. so only a couple of weeks from it being introduced to us, were up and running, stocking out the the new area. Um, the room had been picked at that point. The, the racking was going in there. So it was all getting underway and it was a, a 1st of December start. So when that kicked off, uh, we actually made the BBC News. We did, yes. Yeah. I mean, not, not us personally, but you know, <laughs> uh, some of our colleagues um, went to a, a photo shoot and uh, we did make the, the news because I think it's, it's good that when these are done well, these, these kind of um, uh, activities, that, that we actually shout about it. Yeah. Yeah, because I think people like to see what goes on behind the, the walls of campus. Yeah. Yeah. And it's another way of promoting it to the students. And making them aware. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, absolutely. So December we had the uh, the final presentations for the graduation services. Yes. So um, that. You ran, that was uh, in one of the lecture halls, wasn't it? It was, it was a lovely uh, venue, so the suppliers could sort of stand on the stage and mm. present to us. and Put on their sat, robes, Yes, and we, this is what you could be buying. <laughs> we sat in the gallery and watched and, and questioned from there. Judged. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good, I mean, I do like those, those sort of show and tell days. Yeah. When, when you, you, you've looked at things on the page, you, you received your proposals, um, and you, you want to go, well, okay, I, I see what you've written, but can you show me what you mean? Yes, and that was a great opportunity for them to be able to demo their um, internal software, mm. um, like you say, show the robes, mm -hmm. and it was a great way to then make the decision once you've read everything, but then you see it as well. Yeah, because these are people you're going to be working with hand in glove. Yes, and it was great for the cross-functional team across the whole university, so you've got your marketing, your student recruitment, your admissions, mm. for everyone to just bombard with their questions of mm. well how is this going to affect me yeah absolutely because graduation if you, if you get it right it's everywhere on the internet within seconds yes if you get it wrong it's, it's everywhere on the internet in seconds yeah? yeah you know oh this awful graduation i went to yes. it was all terrible and you know, it cost me a fortune and so on so you, you absolutely have to get it right you can't just wind it back and say can you can you just do that bit again you, yeah. you, you you do have to to try and make sure you've got control as much as possible to make it as big as it can be so that, that's, I think, a really good experience to, to go through and have, and have, like you say, so much buying from different mm. parts of campus. Um, and then uh, as we've gone through this month then, um, I sat on another heap of board meeting. So good for uh, one of us as a, a smaller university to get representation at board level, at one of these uh, collective gatherings. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's good to be able to show how our experience of HE isn't necessarily the same as one of our peers who are in a massive university with 30,000, 40,000 students, mm. but we still have some of the same challenges. So that was a very good experience for me. And then uh, you also had been managing uh, a tender for debt recovery services. Yes. So uh, during COVID, we kind of pressed pause mm. on recovering student debt, yeah. uh, but are now looking to unpause. Uh, so it was looking for a supplier to help us. Um, and again, if you get that wrong... <laughs> yeah, you end up with a big headache. Because, again, it might not be the glamorous end of things, but sometimes there's a requirement to, to go to students who haven't paid everything that's due. Mm. And, you know, it might sound a bit mean-spirited, but if they don't pay, then other students who do pay feel the pain. Yeah. So it's just making sure that everyone's fulfilled their obligations. Yes. But there's a degree of sensitivity to this. We're not talking about bailiffs knocking down doors. No. No, it's about people who can use online tools, who can use modern methods of at least making sure we recover some of what's owed yeah. so that the rest of the student body doesn't feel that they're disadvantaged. Yeah, and they understand the student. They understand that they might not have anywhere to live. Mm. You know, they might have gone back to live with There'll their There'll be parents. reasons why they haven't yeah. paid their debt. Um, and they won't have any assets. Mm. So it's, it's understanding that and, and working with them to come up with a plan of how to pay it back that's sustainable and affordable for them as well. Mm, absolutely. So finally, the, the last thing I've noted down here that is uh, that we've had a, at least a finger in is Christmas dinner. <laughs> Christmas dinner. So the, 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 as, as students have all gone now, uh, there, there is a little event being put on for staff, which is all very nice and lovely. But we, we know because looking back over the year, one of the things that we've, we've done a lot of work in is, is campus catering services. Mm. So... Uh, it will be nice to sit down together with colleagues and, and actually enjoy 
the, the fruits of, of some of that labour. Yeah, very much looking forward to it. Fab. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, it's been a, a busy year. In fact, I think it wasn't until I stopped to have a think about the projects we'd involved in that I realised just how busy a year yeah. we have. I mean, you know, illnesses aside, we've been all hands to the pump. Mm, yeah, yeah. When you go through it like that retrospectively and look at everything two people have accomplished. We've not done too bad, have we? No. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well... We're going to go enjoy our Christmas dinner, so uh, we will leave it there. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you've got any questions, comments, uh, send them to us. Um, otherwise, um, have a great winter festival um, <laughs> or, or, or a great Christmas. Um, and uh, I've been Paul. And I've been Vicky. So keep looking after those pennies. Thank you and goodbye.